0: Well, I muted myself. There we go. <laughs> Hello, people! The wind is moving. Yeah, it is. But I am standing still.
1: <laughs> a life of pages waiting to be filled. A heart that's hopeful. A head that's full of dreams. But this becoming... It's harder than it seems. Feels Feels like I'm looking for...
0: I knew Randall was gonna sing. That's how I get him to sing.
1: Why did you pick this song?
0: I'll tell you why. Okay. If there are millions down down on on their their knees Among the
1: many, can you still hear me? Hear me asking, Where where do I
0: belong? Is there a vision? that I can call my own. Show me. I'm looking for a reason. Roaming through the night to find my place in this world. My place in this world. Not a lot to lean on. I need Alright people, wake up! Yeah, it's time to wake up, people! It's 8 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, it is. We're going to talk about some interesting things today. There we are. Looking for reasons. reason Roaming through the night To find my place in this world my place in this world Not alone. A lot of hair <laughs> there he is my right. handsome hunky husband
1: so you're going to tell us why you chose this song
0: yeah I am alright people Okay, there we go. All right. So that's our opening. Hopefully you're awake now. Hi, Sean. I see you in there. I don't know who else is in there, but wherever you are, hello. Hello, people. (laughs) Hello, people. It's my brand, you know. Yeah, it is. Okay. All right. Stop it. Okay. So, my question to you people is Do you know your place in the world? <laughs> You're like, What? <laughs> so, that, that was Michael W. Smith's song.
1: Geographically? Play, play, or?
0: That was Michael W. Smith's song, Place in This World. Okay. I'm
1: not of this world. Yeah.
0: Uh, anyway, so today, um, so, I, so there's a reason I asked this. Sean says Chicago. Well, that's good. So, and whoever's over on YouTube, if you haven't revealeth yourself yet, then you can. Um, but here's the thing. So today is Friday, the 17th, and I had, a, I had an interesting day today. So today, I took my dad to the doctor's office. First, I went to assisted living where he lives and probably won't live there much longer, to be honest, because I'm about basically had it with these people. But, long story short, went to assisted living and then went to the doctor's office and ended up being at the doctor's office waiting to get in for two hours. Almost. It was just under two hours. Spent 20 minutes with the doctor after waiting two hours. And my dad took a nap while he was waiting. (sighs) (laughs) And nothing phases my dad. I mean... Very little phases my dad. I think the main thing that does phase my dad, if anything could phase my dad, it's his dreams or nightmares because he tends to have a lot of those. But so I'm there, right? And um, meanwhile, I I, I start this this conversation um, with the other lady that was waiting there for two hours with her 90-year-old mother. Um, Of course, my dad's 91. So here we are two middle-aged women, you know, um, helping our very old parents and our sweet, lovable parents. And and anyway, we ended up having this conversation. I thought about it. I thought, isn't it interesting that out of all the places in the world that you can be, you end up where you're at. And I know mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's fellow it's philosophical, but, you know, have you ever thought about all the people in the world that you've met, why you've met them. There's a, there's billions of people in the world, probably more than that, but you haven't met them all, right? You've only literally met maybe a couple thousand, really, right? I mean, if you're super famous like me, maybe 5,000. <laughs> that was supposed to be funny. I'm glad somebody laughed at that. Hey, it's late. It's been a long day, just so you know. Uh. But then so afterwards then i took my dad to five guys this restaurant i don't know if you've ever heard of it it's the very first time i've ever eaten there the food was perfectly great awesome junk food it was awesome oh my gosh after that long morning you know having a nice hamburger ah that was juicy and the french fries <laughs> salty and full of fat it was delicious. Yeah, it was. It was the most delicious thing I've had in a long time. Needless to say, because I've been eating turkey and cheese and boring old stuff <laughs> like that for a long time. But anyway, but what was really cool about this, so my dad wanted to go into Five Guys. I thought it was a drive-thru. It's not. Apparently, you have to go in and eat or you order in, right? And so, long story short, we go in there and there's this loud, booming music. boo. boom. looks like rock and roll music. and um, And I'm like... I'm not going to be able to talk to my dad here. That's not going to happen, you know. And my dad is the oldest person in the place with his walker. And in this particular Five Guys, they had lower tables, which is your basic tables. And then they had, like, higher tables. <laughs> and there are more higher tables than lower tables. And I, and if you're like me, you're short. And so it's hard to get up on those stools, right? And my dad is shorter than me at this point. He's kind of, you know, he's hunched over and stuff. And so I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get my dad at a higher table. That is just not going to happen. And so I uh was looking all around and everybody's the I think there was four lower tables and they were they had it the place was packed. There were the place was packed. Almost every seat was filled. And this was two o'clock in the afternoon, by the way. And so I'm like, Lord, I gotta I gotta get some help. So I went so I walked over to this table that had a lady and her daughter. It looked like they were talking to each other. They were eating their, their food. And there's two spots left at that table. So I went over and I said, Hi. I said, You know, my dad's here at UC, he's right there. I said do you mind if we sit with you at this table? And the lady's like, oh, no, no, honey. We're just getting We're getting ready to leave right now. You can have this table. We'll, we'll leave right now. We were just talking. I said, okay. So I said, Are you sure. She's like, yeah. So anyway, long story short, ended up getting to sit at this table. And my dad sits down and, you know, eventually, five guys, if you've never been there, this was my first time. Apparently they have this reputation for giving you a lot of french fries. So they they gave me this little cup full of french fries and then they half the bag was filled with them and they're all greasy and everything and I'm like this is my kind of joint, man. <laughs> so I sat down and and uh anyway, I was I I believe it or not though, I actually didn't overeat on anything. I ate most of my hamburger. I didn't eat it all cuz I was getting full. And I ordered the small hamburger, which, by the way, the small ham, two small hamburgers and fries, and a milkshake. My dad got was like thirty bucks, so this place isn't cheap either. Just saying, but the food was good; it was delicious, and they gave you way more than you could eat. I actually brought the French fries home and Randall ate the rest of them, because my dad didn't eat all his either. I mean, there's just no way. I mean, it's it's like probably the equivalent of. Six orders of fries, I think. I mean, it's ridiculous how much they gave you. I mean, you take a regular lunch bag and that thing was practically, like, if it was probably three quarters of the way full of french fries. <laughs> Have you ever eaten at Five Guys, Sean? I don't know. Anyway, so that was my day. And then it made me think, as I was sitting there with my dad eating, you know, there's all these people in the restaurant and then there's me and my dad and we we stood out like a, like a sore thumb would, you know, cause he was so old and I'm not. And, and, um, it just, it just made me think, I wonder what the witness of me taking my dad out to lunch in this place was. And then my dad was sitting there and he was like staring out the window and looking at all the cars and the traffic. And, you know, he would look at me and smile and, and then eat more and, and then he'd just be, you know, staring out the window. And and I have to say that I was thinking to myself, even though my day started out like, are you freaking kidding me with the assisted living? To, you know what? This is pretty cool. My dad has got a short time left on this earth. And I hopefully don't. But, you know, you never know. <laughs> But, you know, I'm thinking this to my dad is like luxury. This is like going to Disneyland for my dad. And so my question really has more to do with what do you know your place in this world? What is it that you offer other people that, you know, you consider lackluster? It's like, oh, whatever. Oh, hum. I have to do this. But to somebody else, they would die for it. You know, they would die for the opportunity to go to the restaurant with you or they would You know live for the opportunity to be able to go to the doctor because now they can't because they're laid up in a hospital You know or a loved one who like I have a good friend one of my best friends lost her mom this week and um, You know what what was it like? you know to be able to to sit by somebody's bedside who needs you right your place in this world is extremely vital and you know Maybe it's because of my age. Maybe it's because I'm behind. I'm, I am li- I have a lot of old people in my life. I have a lot of death that surrounded me in the last couple of years. But, you know, I always go back to the Word of God. And um, I want to read you a couple of things before we get into the news. And if you're new to the show, this is what I do. So you have to deal with it. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. No, it's not bad at all. But there's a chapter in Second Corinthians I want to read you. Not all of it. I'm just going to read you part of it. Beginning in verse um, 3 of 2 Corinthians, it says, um, and by the way, this is the Apostle Paul who wrote this letter, and he wrote it to the Corinthian church, which was a pretty immoral church, really. This is his most personal letter that he wrote. Paul wrote, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, you know, who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For just as the sufferings of Christ are ours in abundance, so also our comfort is abundant through Christ. But if we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. Or if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which is effective in the patient enduring of the same sufferings, which we also suffer. And our hope for you is firmly grounded, knowing, That as you are sharers of our sufferings, so also you are sharers of our comfort. And it goes on to talk more about that. But I bring that up because sometimes we don't know, you know, why we go through the things that we go through, but that's an answer to it right there. Uh, In Paul's explanation about the sufferings that he went through, if you think about it, He went through more suffering than I think any of the other apostles did, disciples. Um, Of course, he was a persecutor of the church before the Lord changed his name, but his persecution, his affliction was for their comfort as well as ours, right? Don't ever neglect or forget the vital, the vitalness, the, the amazing gift of God's Word and what people went through to get it into your hands. But here's the other thing. In Psalm 139, you know, the Bible is rich, and you have not memorized this passage of your word yet. You, you need to really hide this passage in your heart. You know, David says here, O oh Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. You know, when I sit down, when I rise up, you understand my thoughts from afar. Yeah, you do um you scrutinize my path and my lying down and you're intimately acquainted with all my ways even before there's a word on my tongue O lord you know it you know it all you have enclosed me behind and before yeah you have you laid your hand upon me such knowledge is too wonderful for me it's too high i can't attain to it where can i go from your spirit Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there thy hand will lead me and thy right hand will lay hold of me. If I say, surely the darkness will overwhelm me and the light around me will be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. And the night is as bright as the day. Darkness and light are alike to Thee. You did form my inward part, you did weave me in my mother's womb, and I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from Thee when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance, and your book, they were written, all written, the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How vast is the sum of them! If I could count them, they would outnumber the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Oh, that thou wouldest slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, men of bloodshed, for they speak against you wickedly, and your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate thee, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with the utmost hatred. They have become my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts, and see if there be any hurtful way in me. And lead me in the everlasting way. There's a couple of things I want to pull out here in case anybody wants to listen to it. <laughs> and, the, and this is pretty key, right? We live in a society where pop psychology likes to tell us it's the way the answer, right? And the truth is that it's not. Pop psychology is a bunch of baloney, most mostly. Okay, I'm just going to say it that way. Says the woman with a master's in clinical psychology. Um, but, anyway. But you know what's interesting? David here, King David, you know, if you understand the history of King David's life, he was a shepherd, right? He was called, he was appointed to be king the king of Israel. um. And then when he became the king of Israel, and Yeshua Jesus came through his line, right? His lineage ultimately, when David was a king, he murdered, he committed adultery, um, he was basically a scumbag. I mean, let's just say it, right? This this is a God after this is a man after God's own heart who did these horrible, wretched, rotten things. And you know what's really interesting though, I can tell you, is that this was an interesting passage because if you read it and you really hear what God's saying in this, in this passage through, through David writing this, he says nothing negative about himself. At all. You know, it's interesting when you're, when you have your place in the world and it's in the correct place, when you understand the place that God put you, right? And you understand what God has done in you. Your praise will come out. It'll be about him and not you. Right? You won't be focusing on how you feel or what a scumbag you you, you are or all of the baloney that you did. Instead, you'll be like, wow, the Lord fearfully and wonderfully made me. He knit me together in my mother's womb. You know, he knows all my thoughts. He knows my anxiety. He knows all this stuff. And he doesn't do anything. Right? He deserves all this praise, but he knows the thoughts that God has towards you are innumerable. You can't even imagine how much God thinks about you and loves you. You can't. I mean, he's the only guy that knows all the hairs on your head. And I don't know about you, uh, but like, here's my hairbrush. And every single day, I have like a ton of hair in it. Just saying. And you guys know my hair. You know, I have a fluffy head. Yeah, I do. So all I have to say that if you're feeling discouraged, if you're feeling down, if you feel like you don't matter, if you feel like even the mundane things in your life, you're like, well, you know, this isn't worth it to me. I can't, you know, I'm not functioning. It's whatever. I know we all have bad days. Remember that there is a purpose for you and you never know, you never know the witness that you are to other people, right? I know my dad today witnessed to a whole restaurant full of people. People saw that, saw him people saw his attitude at the doctor's office. Not one complaint whatsoever. Me? I was a little irritated, just saying. (laughs) My dad just taking everything in stride. Maybe that's what you do at 91. You just sleep through life, but whatever. So I want you to be encouraged by that, and I want you to begin to read Psalm 139 every day. If you've had problems with your self-worth and you don't think you're valuable or anything just remember that jesus loves you very much and he gave us his word to comfort us so that's second corinthians chapter one you can read uh, that's the comfort chapter and just study that figure out why god did that why he put it in there for you i think it's interesting that if you read the bible every day in some form and you really begin to understand how god wrote this it's an amazing book I mean, Randall and I, we love it, as you know, Um, but it's crazy to think about all the problems in the world can be addressed in the Bible and are addressed in the Bible. No other author could do that. I'm just saying, people, you know, your favorite author can't write a book that would address every issue in humanity, but the Bible does. It completely does. And it really, honestly, truly blows me away when I really stop and think about it. Fairface, got any thoughts on that before we get into the news?
1: Thoughts on uh, which part?
0: Everything I just said. Well, <laughs> yeah, you weren't listening, were you? Yeah, I was totally listening, okay. but yeah. it would
1: take it would take too long and take another hour to.
0: Okay, just put my thoughts out. on
1: everything.
0: Okay on the on the Bible addressing everything in the world.
1: Well, that's 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 true. It's like well, it doesn't say anything about. It. It doesn't say anything about vaping or blah, 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 you might say. But no, there are, you know, root causes of that. It deals with, it does deal uh, with addictions. It does deal with, um, you know, uh, peer pressure. It does deal with, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, escapes and et cetera. It deals with the core issues of humanity, as as Hebrews 4.12 talks about, you know, um, dividing asunder uh, soul and spirit and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Well, that's where the scriptures go.
0: I know. Who, who Who came up with that idea, though? Even the idea of writing that? I mean, uh, when you think about that, it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. All right, so today we're going to talk about UFOs, just for a short minute. Um,
1: what does that have to do with Bible?
0: <laughs> well, we'll see. I'm trying to share this over on Facebook and onto my timeline so people can see it. But my computer's taking forever, people. There it is. So let's see if I can actually share it 1st see. Share. Will it go to my actual page or will it share? On my timeline. Hmm. I guess it won't let me share. Share in a group, share an event. Share an event. Hmm. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Well, I guess I'll have to share it later, people. Right. But anyway. Uh, okay, so let's read this article here. Uh, but i got to find it. Where'd it go? There it is. Okay. So, Fox News is reporting. Top secret UFO files could gravely damage U.S. national security... Navy says. Yeah, it does. All right, let's see here. The Department of Defense has top-secret classified briefings and a classified video about a UFO incident. The U.S. Navy acknowledged the existence of the information which concerns a 2004 encounter between the USS Nimitz and strange unknown aerial objects in response to a public records request from Vice. Last year, the Navy for the first time acknowledged that three UFO videos, one from the 2004 USS Nimitz incident and two from 2015, were really videos of unidentified flying objects. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. They were totally that way. Responding to Vice's Freedom of Information Act request, the Navy said it had discovered certain briefing slides that are classified top secret Notice how it's capitalized in the article there, people. Yeah, it is. A review of these materials indicates that are currently... Okay, that doesn't make sense. Yeah,
1: dropped a word there. Okay, well, anyway. They are...
0: That they are currently and appropriate, marked, and classified top secret under Executive (laughs) Order 13526. And the original classification authority has determined that release of these materials would cause exceptionally grave damage to the national security to the United States of America. We have also determined that ONI possesses a video classified secret and that ONI is not the original classification authority for the letter commanded. Continued, rather. (laughs) Vice reports that a Pentagon spokesperson said the Navy has the video of the mysterious incident in its possession but has no plans to release it. Well now, don't you want to know what's in it? I do. Come on, I kind of want to see this. However, I can tell you that the date of the tw- 2004 USS Nimitz video is November 14, 2004. The spokesperson told Vice I can also tell you that the length of the video that's been circulating since 2007 is the same as the length of the source video. We do not expect to release the video. They're among us people. Yeah, they are. Aliens walk among us. They fly among us. Yeah, they do. They run Hollywood and the government. And your church, probably. You never know. So, Randall, what do you think of this story?
1: Well, um, it's really nothing new, I mean, in terms of recent years uh you know some of our friends uh that follow this stuff were talking about how on uh again Fox News uh Tucker Carlson they have the guy talking about UFO incident uh you know one of the uh you know some uh military officer I don't remember uh whom it was but uh, you know they saw that as a big deal just this admitting that you know, we're not talking weather balloons or stuff right. like that. There does seem to be a uh, more openness from our government about the existence of unidentified flying objects. that are truly unidentified. And that, uh, anyway, this very well could be uh, preparing us for, you know the so-called alien gospel um,
0: so disclosure yeah, so, the, the, so the, LA Marzulli thinks that we've already had a soft disclosure oh sure yeah alright so let me say hi to some people that just came in Natasha came in and, and uh, Sean is there my superhero paramedic friend Mia yeah you are you're there let's see who else is there um angie is there hadassah is there and jr you are there as well it's nice to see you i don't know whoever if you're on youtube say hi that way i can shout you out because i can't see your names people um and on facebook you're in malaysia hey hadassah that's so cool you know hadassah is the hebrew name for esther in the new testament so natasha says i'll be honest in the I don't... new testament in the old testament i meant I'm kind of tired. Okay, so Nat- Natasha says, I'll be honest, I don't believe in aliens. They only pick up white people living in the boondocks. <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> Natasha, I never know. You're so funny. I love her. If you have never met Natasha, you, you, anyway, you got to meet her. She's, she's so great. I just, yeah, I love you. <laughs> I love all my listeners, but Natasha gave me her little Cabbage Patch dolls, so, you know. Got a special connection. (laughs) Um, Well, this is what I believe. I believe that UFOs and those things, the entities out there, I believe they're they're of demonic origin. That's what I believe. And in a nutshell, I think that the wicked rulers and unseen powers of darkness, I think that they can manifest themselves in demonic ways. And I think that they are lying deceivers and they do wonders in the skies. I believe that Jesus gave Satan the title, the Prince of the power of the air. Um, and I do believe that that is a lot of what we see, especially since the reformation of Israel. Um, I also believe that there will be, that will be the, the, excuse given when the rapture takes place because i actually do believe that the rapture will take place at some point which would be the snatching out of the church snatching up way of the church i need to get some muscle done i people yeah anyway um literally pff, the harpazzo or harparzo which is appropriate for my name harp anyway harp the herald angel sing anyway sorry that was bygones right there that was just that was a squirrel anyway i do believe when this when the great snatching takes place the world has to have an explanation for it and i do think it will be aliens i think that ufos aliens they'll say oh the aliens come and took the christians away it just a coincidence that they all believed in jesus and we need to get these evil christian people out of the world so that we could come here and we could actually yeah, take well, not, over—not coincidence—and put they in the one-world government
1: because they were backward-thinking people and they were yeah we are uh, you know they were obstacles to the next the wave of evolution you know of enlightenment yeah speaking because of because we came and we you know according to Ron Hubbard you know, and others yeah <laughs> the aliens came and planted human life on the earth so long ago now they're coming back you know, to check on their,
0: uh, so here's
1: their she, space children and anyway, I haven't even
0: told you this yet, but you know, our friend Jeff Kinley, um, yeah. he just wrote a brand new book called interview with the antichrist. His hour has come. Yeah. And, um, it's just, it's just out. And what I'm going to say here is that, um, he's going to be a guest on our show in a, uh, as soon as I get him booked, I have to contact his booking person. I haven't been able to do that yet, but I will. So when Jeff is on, uh, to talk about this book interview with the Antichrist, I think that will be very interesting. All right. So Sean has some comments. Wait, let me read them. I'll scroll back here. Um, so Natasha says she loves us, believes it's demonic. Sean says, I believe they are spies from other countries. And JR says, why isn't there more evidence by the public? Demonic forces, thumbs up. But there is also an angelic angelic order. Also, it could be a godly force. Well, you know, that's a good point, Sean. Um, It really is. I mean, I believe that there is definitely, there's definitely wars in the heavenlies. And I think if we all saw it, we might freak out. Just saying, you know, Art Bell. Um, Art Bell, you know, interesting guy, Art Bell. Um, George Norrie took over his show, but L.A. Marzulli, who's a friend of ours, he's been on the Art Bell show and the George Norrie show. Um, so, but anyway, so we just brought this up because of the fact that the government is so open to talking about it. And Hillary Clinton, if you guys recall, hey, Sharon, over on YouTube, if you guys recall, Hillary talked about... Um, how if she became president, uh, she would do a whole open investigation into Area 51 and all this other stuff. Now, what what I find funny is that Bill Clinton was our president for eight years. And in the eight years he was in office, she was supposedly really the president, right? We all, you know, that's what was kind of the, the funny, humorous line that she was really the puppet master while he was going around with monica you know she was doing all the other stuff having people killed and stuff and you know how it goes um but did they open an investigation when when she was in office uh i don't think so (laughs) so isn't it interesting that now in 2020 that's a discussion hmm? don't you think that's kind of interesting people
1: well even even the last administration, she was secretary of state and if someone if anyone had any kind of
0: yeah she was wasn't she
1: yeah any sort yeah. of any sort of clout enough to you know open some sort of investigation you think the secretary of state would but
0: yeah all right well let's get to this story about the pope oh you guys are going to love this story okay so this is on breakingisraelnews.com and um this was from a couple of days ago. Look at this headline. Scantily clad women, men, dance in suggestive manner for Pope. Hmm. Interesting. It says here, a circus act put on a performance for Pope Francis. The act featured scantily clad men and women dancing in a sexually suggestive manner for the Pope. The acts can be seen in the first minute of the video below. Do we want to watch that or no? Uh, it's... You watch it?
1: I did. What do you think? Not in the entirety, but yeah, I just kind of wondered what what it has to do with uh, has to why we're taking place in a in, in a church and and you know why a performance it's, for the it's Pope.
0: Under Rome reports.
1: Yeah, it's like it's I just like <laughs> okay, it just seems awfully worldly to me. But if you want to, if you want to check it out. The we Catholic
0: can. Church is kinda worldly. Oh, you already yeah, have it queued up? Yeah, I do. Okay. Bareface got it queued up, so let's watch it people. let don't be like don't um don't like, you know, fall though. If you're sexually if you struggle sexually, don't watch this 'cause it will it will make you fall probably, right?
1: It's not that you wouldn't see it on dancing with the stars oh, or whatever, gotcha, okay. but well then still I mean don't
0: hold me accountable. I gave you a fair warning. I haven't seen it yet, so we'll see. So, this is in a church, huh? Yeah. Okay. Who yeah, comes so up with, with these ugly outfits? I don't know. This is a circus, huh? i'm gonna be fair i always i am fair okay i actually don't see the sexually explicit that's not what i was thinking when i see when i you know i was thinking the the whole grinding well i mean well
1: there was uh, some there
0: i think it was a clickbait headline i don't think it's appropriate for the pope but then again, you know, he is the leader of all the pedophiles in the world
1: i mean there
0: it's 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 like I mean,
1: there was the one there near the opening where the woman had her legs around the man who I was... must
0: have missed that part um, yeah, I didn't see it,
1: yeah, again, nothing that you wouldn't see on dancing with the stars or whatever that show is, but
0: Natasha didn't see it either, so Sean says he made a comment, he said the liberal Christians would call this art. Uh, let's see. It's not appropriate period for any church, says J.D. Yeah, yeah you're right. I mean,
1: it's circus. I am mean, a it, circus. It's bread and circus
0: for sure. Um, Sean said it's like World Council of Churches styled worship. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. A circus. Well, it was a circus act. That's what it looked like.
1: And going back to the article.
0: What does this have to do with the Lord? That's what I'm wondering.
1: Exactly. Um, Going back to the article. Yeah. Somewhere around here. Um. Here <laughs> um yeah. Do you want
0: to read that?
1: Sure. Said so one YouTuber noticed that the performance took place in a location that featured a massive statue with a serpent coming out of Jesus' head, as seen mm-hmm. in the video below. And I was looking at that, and it's really. I don't know if it Supposed to be Christ or not, but um anyway if w- as the camera goes around and see the serpent is behind the head, and I don't know what it's supposed to, i don't know what this place is Natasha's it
0: looks, blessing you
1: thank you. it looks like a um it looks like some sort of house of worship could be wrong, maybe it's some um, Maybe it's um, you know, performance center in Rome. I don't know. Yeah. But but yeah, the the, the elaborate statue looks like bronze or something with foliage and and this scantily clad figure with a snake behind it and I don't know. It's the whole thing's just kinda weird.
0: Do you think that the Pope reads the Bible at all? Serious I, question. No,
1: no idea. No idea.
0: Because in the book of Colossians, I think it is. It says something to the effect of, you know, not to, you know, entertain these type of things. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. All right, people. One more story. All right. This last story. Pro-Amnesty Southern Baptist convention, Convention is in damage control after pushing open borders and its ties to Soros are exposed.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: This is from thegatewaypundit.com. Notoriously known for exposing Islam and other evil stuff. Uh says here, the world's most wealthy communist financier, A notorious atheist is stealthily coordinating the deconstruction of America's sovereignty and dismantling of our sovereign borders by infiltrating the nation's most historically conservative channel, the Christian Church. Uh Uh-huh. The Southern Baptist Church, the largest evangelical and Protestant denomination in the United States, is in damage control mode, attacking conservative publications for exposing its ties to political puppet master, billionaire George Soros. Breitbart News revealed then the SBC's links to Soros in a December report. Warning, the Soros-funded Evangelical Immigration Table, a coalition of evangelical Christian organizers that support amnesty for illegal aliens and open borders, lobbied, quote, governors across the country to bring more refugees to their states, unquote. The public policy and lobbying arm of the SBC, the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, is a member of the Evangelical Immigration Table. The EIT, reportedly, does not legally exist as an incorporated political entity or nonprofit organization and is a project of the National Immigration Forum, a nonprofit shell entity of Soros's Open Society Institute. The EIT sent letters to the governors of California, Florida, Georgia, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, North Carolina, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Washington, and Wisconsin to ask them to bring refugees to their states. As a result, six Republican governors signed off to resettle refugees in their states, including North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum and Arizona Governor Doug Ducey Breitbart notes. Now, Baptist publications are on the attack against Breitbart and conservative organizations for exposing the SBC and the EIT's money trail to Soros. An article published by the Baptist Baptist Press News, rather dubbed an explainer, claims SBC and EIT are targets of a disinformation campaign and the organization's subversive partnership with the 89-year-old Hungarian-born philanthropist are fabricated. Did I say that right? <clears throat>
1: Sounded good to me.
0: Nailed it, people. Yeah, I did. You know, I often don't, but sometimes I do. Anyway, I'm not going to read the rest because it's too long. But what I will say is that this is not a big shock to me at all um, because the Southern Baptist Convention, which, by the way, I am a member of a Southern Baptist church, just so you know, in case you care. Um, a,
1: a few levels removed.
0: Yeah, but still, but the Southern Much Baptist. Much like
1: the uh, yeah, but the, EIT. the
0: the Southern Baptist Convention has been veering left for quite some time, beginning with Russell Moore and his leftist theology. Okay, and it's sad, but this isn't the only issue that the Baptists are kind of you know putting their fingers in. They've been dealing also with the homosexual issue as well. And, you know, there is a push within the homosexual lobby to do everything that they can to deconstruct biblical Christianity. And, and if they can kill the Southern Baptist Church, the convention in particular, and they can get somebody way up there to begin to advocate on behalf of the immoral abomination that homosexuality is, then um, then they will have done what they can to continue to divide the church. We just saw the Presbyterian Church, I believe it was, or was it the Methodist Church? Methodist Church. Yeah, the Methodist Church just split, finally, over the issue. And now this whole issue of amnesty and open borders and all that is a big issue. Because on the emotive side, we have believers who are saying, well, you know, the Bible talks about how Abraham and all those dudes were aliens, and so... We should go and accept every alien into our country completely illegally because there shouldn't be any boundaries, blah, 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 essentially. But those who actually believe that nations have a right to sovereignty and have their laws and rules of the nature and basically say that people need to come in under some type of rule and make it legal, that would be me, by the way, um, you know, they're being made the bad guy because what? You don't care about people who are having horrible, rotten times in their country and they're trying to get over here to live a better life. You're such a hater because you want them to wait 20 years to become a citizen. Blah, 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 blah. You see that? I mean, you, you guys see that, right? And you know, it's interesting because I was on TikTok. Last night, Randall and I were watching TikTok, scrolling through TikTok, which by the way is such a fun place to watch. And there was a woman on there from Cuba. And in her one-minute little video on TikTok, she was ranting and raving about, and she was great, I loved her, but she was talking about how she refuses to watch America go down the socialist route of human rights because she left Cuba where she had no rights, and she wants everybody to know that that we cannot let this happen in America. Right, Right, Randall? Yeah. So the honest people that come from these these countries where they are oppressed, they don't have rights. They are you know, they come here legally, not as aliens. They come here for re- um for um um refuge. Um what's the word I'm looking for? I know what I'm think. I know it it's here people. It's up here. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> they come here for sanctuary reasons because they can't survive in their own countries. They're being persecuted basically. They are trying to warn people like my friend, Virginia Prodan, who who came here from Romania. Romania. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's other people like um, not Pam Geller, but um, the other one. Well, anyway, there's so many of them. Uh, But anyway, they come here and they're like trying to warn us, hey, don't go down that route. And yet you got the emotive socialists, communists, like trying to... Who have
1: never lived in that system. Right. Because they say it just hasn't been done right yet. (laughs) Hundreds of attempts around the world and they just keep messing it up. It's generally really good. It's a great system. It just hasn't been implemented correctly yet. Yeah.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, if Donald Trump doesn't win the election, I'll be surprised because the the Hispanic Latino population, which is by and large conservative, they understand what's at risk here. And many of them have come over from Cuba and they've come over from Mexico and you know, some of them have done it legally, hopefully. Um you know, and then, of course, you have other nations that come here. You know, you got Chinese people that come here. You have, um, you know, people from Nigeria and other places that they come here for refuge. If we ever lose that in our country, that's it. We're done. Um, I th- I believe we're under God's judgment in this country, but I also believe that God has given us some mercy as well. Um, and I think that we have to be... Um, We have to love thy neighbor as we would love ourselves. But God created government. And we have a right in this country anyway that I believe God ordained America to help the world. I think I believe God ordained America to spread the gospel to the world. That's what I actually believe. And I do believe when our country was founded upon the biblical principles in which it was uh, founded. That we had the, you know the people that came here fled their countries because they didn't have religious freedom. We established that here, right? And the gospel has gone forth to the whole world from here as a result. And this has been a country that has um, protected the Jews for all these millennial, right? We've never persecuted the Jews, right? But you have, now people who want to deconstruct all that they want to throw it away and basically say um, everybody should be able to do what they want but it's like uh no <laughs> have you ever been to a foreign country that didn't have traffic laws and you saw how their cars they just drove like maniacs down the street you've seen videos on youtube i'm sure I don't know about you, but I would not want to be living in that country, taking my life in my hands every second of the day if I was riding a car or a scooter or a bicycle in traffic like that where there was no laws and there was no semblance of order. America has that. And I think the evildoers don't like to support it. And yet at the same time, we have um, our military, which praise God for our military and praise God for every man and woman who's ever joined the military, who's actually honorably served and hasn't tried to, you know, be a traitor to our country. But our country, if you think about it, I mean, if you really think about it, our country is one of the few countries in the world that uses our military to protect other nations. You know, we, we probably could very easily go and conquer the world with our military. Israel probably could, too, if they really wanted to kick butt, just saying. Um, but, I mean, it wasn't like in Ale- when Alexander the Great was, was there going out and conquering the world so he could rule the world. That's not what we do as Americans. We've never done that. We go, we, we set people free. That's what we do. You know, we, we are freedom fighters, really. You know, and people are, well, you guys are evil. You go over there. You've been in Iraq forever. You've been over there and, you know, we're all, Yeah, you know, blah, blah. And it's like, really? You talk to our military who come back with PTSD, with, you know, with a hand or a leg or an arm or something blown off, and, and you ask them if it was worth it, if they understood what they were there for, Right. Um, I have not ever met one military officer, woman, or man who's ever regretted their service to our country. There might be. I mean, granted, there was, our country treated the Vietnam veterans like crap. Um, Fortunately, that was before my time, before I was really able to be old enough to understand that. But it's like, you know, we have something good, but the devil wants to mess it up big time. And that's why it's important to pray. Pray hard. I'm not saying Donald Trump is going to win our next election, but I think he would be way better than the alternatives, whoever that ends up. I don't care who it is. But it better not be Hillary. Because <laughs> if it's Hillary...
1: Even if it's a can- candidate from the Constitution Party?
0: Well, that would take a, a act of God for that to really happen.
1: Yeah, but yeah. but yeah, but do you think Trump would be better than that?
0: I don't know. I I like Donald Trump. I, I you know, I'm not one of these women who gets mad at, you know, how he is, or, you know, he supposedly degrades women, all that stuff. I, you know like what?
1: Politician the, doesn't. The, the man
0: is human, but you know what I will say? <clears throat> I like him because you know where he stands, you know? He's a New Yorker through and through. It's obvious. I don't agree with everything he says. Maybe he could be more tactful, but you know, Who gives a crap? You know what I mean? It's like he is doing more for us than, than the previous occupants have in many years. And, uh, but also, you know, he can only do so much, you know, we need a more bold Congress. That's what we really need. We need men and women of, of, you know, who have a chest who have morals, who are willing to stand up for what they really believe and not be bought and paid for under the table. You know, you know what I mean? Cause I, I think that, uh, if we had more people in Congress who actually weren't bought and paid for, and most of them are, I mean, let's just admit it. They are, um, then more things would be what happen. I mean, like take, let's take Roe v. Wade as an example. Okay. 1973, uh, Roe v. Wade was passed by the Supreme Court. Completely illegal and and unconstitutional. And yet, we murder babies in this country, left and right, approximately 3,000 a day. Okay? 3,000 babies a day. Now, you need to go over to TikTok and watch some videos of the little babies there. I saw a little baby on TikTok. Actually, I've seen a couple of them. But one on TikTok, it was in England, I think. Because the woman, the mom that was talking, I guess it was the mom. I don't know if it was the mom or a nurse. But the little baby just got hearing aids. And couldn't hear before getting these hearing aids. And and they put the little hearing aids in there. <clears throat> and this cute, cute, little, precious, little, I don't know if it was a girl or a boy. Um, but it was cute. Um. They turned the hearing aids on, and you could just see this little baby's face like light up, and it started to, to coo. Is that is that the right word? Sure. <clears throat> okay, started to coo. Yeah, it did, and it was the cutest little thing. I mean, you know, but we murder these these innocent little babies before they're even out of their mother's womb in this country, and we should be proud of that, right? No, but it was evildoers on the Supreme Court of our country that did it. It's completely unconstitutional. We've never had the backbone in our courage to basically wipe out the unconstitutionality of what they did. It took my friend Janet Porter years to get the heartbeat bill passed. And you guys need to be praying for that woman, because what I will tell you, Janet Porter, from Faith to Action, she puts her faith into action and she basically single-handedly has been able to get the heartbeat bill passed in numerous uh, states so far because she's lobbying one state at a, at a time to put this law in place which would basically says if you can hear the baby's heartbeat, you cannot murder that baby in the womb. So that's very young, by the way, when you can hear that. Um, you know, when you devalue human life, then a culture falls big time and of course our culture is it's rampant with immorality deviance it's it's not moral you know you know how many christians i know that sleep around who aren't married quite a few you know i mean since when has that i mean is that like totally acceptable in the bible that christians should be you know doing that before they're married moving in together before they're married going on trips together before I mean I and yet there's zero outcry about it anywhere in the church that I see it's like okay so anyway those are my thoughts it is 901 bareface do you have any comments questions complaints
1: it's not good to complain we should do all things about grumbling and murmuring that we might be blameless and harmless children of God. So we got some comments in the midst in here, of a crooked and perverse uh, Hmong, yeah. Uh, so we might shine his lights in the midst of a crooked perverse generation, something like that. Anyway. Um,
0: so Hadassah yeah. said, pray for American missionary abroad who are not on board with President Trump pro-life. Can you send me a link to that somewhere, Adasa? Like to Twitter or, you know, my Twitter is Bible News Radio on Twitter. I haven't seen that story. But, but, Stacy, you are being judgmental. We shouldn't judge. Jesus loves us. <laughs> well, yeah. Other than China, abortion is mostly done by Caucasian and African American. Okay. Well... Matthew 7, you need to read it in context. We are to judge, and we're supposed to judge within the church, actually. Uh, Those who are of the household of faith. We don't judge outside of the faith. And yes, I do love your snarky comments, because I know you know God's word. By the way, speaking of that, (laughs) Ariel Ministries sponsors our show. Yeah, they do. We didn't even take a break, Bareface.
1: We didn't. No. We should have.
0: Yeah, we should. But you guys know Ariel.org. That's the place to go. Still got a coupon code through March, people. Bible News. That is the code to use. Go there, buy stuff. Give them love. They are awesome. It's an awesome ministry. You can save 20% when you buy anything there. I highly, highly, highly recommend the Highlights of the Life of Christ from Messianic Jewish Perspective books. I
1: mean Yeshua, Life of Messiah from Messianic Jewish Perspective.
0: And their... If you actually get the teaching, the audio teaching that me and Randall went through years ago.
1: Uh, is that still available?
0: Yeah. Okay. I believe it is. You got to sit and listen to Dr. Arnold Fruchtenbaum teach. And he has a very unique voice. But it's kind of nice, Well, Randall can do the voice. I oh could. Oh, come on. Do it bear face. doesn't
1: mean that I should.
0: Sure, do it.
1: I don't know if I can. Yeah, anymore. you can. Go ahead. It's been a long time since I've heard his voice, so I don't know if I can approximate it.
0: That's it, people.
1: That's that's pretty much it. The sign of Jonah, the sign of resurrection.
0: How come nobody's commenting over on YouTube? I don't know. Hey, Barb, are you over there? It says that there's like five people over there. You guys have to like comment so I know you're there. See, YouTube. Forrest, are you there? Barb, are you there? Sharon says says good evening. I know Sharon said. I already said hi to Sharon.
1: Yeah, but yeah. Six concurrent viewers.
0: Wow. Yeah, we are. We're rocking it over on YouTube, people. Yeah. Yeah, we are. And over on Periscope, we got nine that I can see, but we got 151 viewers out of our 6,000 who've been able to see the show tonight. So Periscope's being nice to us tonight. Yeah, they are. I d I don't know. I don't know. Uh oh, we just lost connection.
1: Yeah, for uh streaming suddenly.
0: Did it crash?
1: Yeah, I was just looking at um Yeah to look and all the all the sites are frozen and I see that our Yep. That our um outgoing
0: that our internet drop?
1: I don't know. Uh. I don't think so. Um, I'm keep, well, we're still recording, so we'll have this audio uninterrupted of us talking about our video being interrupted.
0: Well, how about we just end the show then, because that's what we were going to do.
1: Yeah, I suppose that we could.
0: (laughs) So, if you're listening to the audio of the show, here's the thing, people. Don't forget to, uh, go to Ariel Ministries, save 20% with our coupon code, which we already said. And don't forget that God loves you, people. Be bold, stand up, and go with God, people, because he loves you. Don't forget that.